0: And welcome back to the pin podcast we're on episode number 36 and at the pin podcast i bring you modern topics with a vintage flair i'm your host pin of miami and i want to say thank you if you are a first-time listener i hope you stick around and if you are a returning listener thank you so much without you I don't know what I do. Um, Valentine's just happened, and I'm so grateful and thankful. And I really, truly, I know I say it every time, I love you all. If you haven't followed the podcast on Instagram, check us out at the Pin Podcast Official to find out about guests, uh, find out when new episodes come up, Uh, or follow my Instagram at pinupmiami. And if you'd like to get a little more personal, you could send me a text to one 833 4 that's if you want to be a guest, have any questions for upcoming guests, or just want me to talk about a certain subject. Today, I have a a South Florida local as well. Her name is Sarah. How are you, Sarah? She's a baker. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Sarah.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Sarah, as Jen <laughs> has so aptly put. <laughs> um, I know... Pretty much a little bit about everything. I'm a jack of all trades, or Jill, if that's where you want to go Jill with it. Of
0: all <laughs> and then this today's episode, I want to talk about um, Bunny Yeager, babe. yeah and she's also ended her life in South Florida, and that ended her life, but that came out. <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> Her life ended here in South Florida and just talking about the life I know we all know her as a photographer that took photos of Betty Page that's what most people know her for different things in her life and how she's impacted her life philosophy
1: mostly her life you know her, her life impacted. was pretty her life was pretty you know black and white she had one philosophy which was she was very inclusive in a time that was even more segregated than Than it feels like now. Whether it was pictures with Sammy Davis Jr. Or pictures of Betty. She really only catered to one gaze. And that was her own. She was the first photographer to do the first centerfold for Playboy. She was instrumental in bringing the bikini into the the modern view. And she did so because she wanted to feel comfortable in her own skin whether it was actually looking good in in bathing suits because she was she was a model herself. She was 5'10". She was tall, statuesque, and all the clothing models of the time had a much shorter torso than her. So she would start making her own suits. And at the same time, she wanted to know more about, you know, behind the lens, and she started taking, you know, photos of herself. She started taking selfies before that was so. <laughs> you know, before Kardashians, before anything, Bunny Yeager in the fifties, in the early fifties, was taking selfies in bikinis that she made herself to make herself look and feel good. She always had a message of of just letting women express themselves as naturally and as beautifully as they wanted. With Betty, nudity was an option. The first model of the time. To give bunny the 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 opportunity of doing that, and they created magic in a few short months. I mean the photo is the iconic Betty page photo on Playboy hanging the the ornament on the tree with nothing but a santa hat you hmm. know yes, I, but she okay. did so with her model's enthusiastic consent, which is amazing she had she was years beyond what we can think of now, you yeah, know and, nowadays and
0: photographers don't really I had the last week we had Charlie here and she talked about male. Well, she had the experience with male photographers would ask for things without consent. And she suggested to have
1: a a modeling agreement
0: agreement so that they know what to do not to do. Consent is a big issue now. So for her to make sure that everyone's comfortable, bunny Yeager at the shoot. In the (laughs) fifties,
1: you know, things are still segregated. The women's right, right movement hadn't happened yet. It was revolutionary and to her you hear fo- you hear interviews of her as late as, you know, the year of her death in, in 2013 that she didn't care. She just did her own thing, what she thought was right, and what she thought was right was giving all humans respect and autonomy over their own bodies. That's just that's mind-blowing. That that's, it's coming that from was something that happened too. 70 years ago by a woman. And then you start realizing all these photos and all these classic poses, pinup poses, when you start researching, well, who was the first one that really did it? She either photographed it or was it. And a lot of times we confuse that with, oh, well, all these photos are just for the male gaze. Not with Bunny. Bunny did it for her. What? she felt comfortable with what her model felt comfortable with and if that pushed boundaries and if that excited people then so be it but it was it was different and it was i think that's why it's been still so well received because it's that energy has never been duplicated at least not that i have
0: seen i see a lot of people that Want to? It sounds like she, well, she empowered the model in the photo, and the people viewing it could see that empowerment in what the vision is being created. You could see that a lot in boudoirs nowadays, like how they're promoted. You could see them saying, you know, do this photo shoot for you, it's not for your man. A lot of single women do boudoirs and they feel much better about themselves, not much better, but you know, they feel confident, like a different sense of confidence.
1: It's a different it's a fantasy and it's it's a great fantasy to live in, whether it's it's every day or just for the shoot. If if that's how you want to authentically express yourself, you should be able to do it with somebody that, number one, makes you feel comfortable and how you feel comfortable. Because your idea of what you think is sexy might be different than the person you're shooting for or with, you know, if you have a partner in the shoot or not.
0: That's so. true because somebody might think, um, like I think sexy for boudoirs is like <clears throat> implicit, like maybe like a robe and like, you know, soft lingerie. For other people, it's all about like what strappiness and more dark colored and you know, so everyone has their own mood. Mood or what they're feeling for the moment. <laughs> but that's the beauty about women and how we could just be ourselves in our own skin. And coming back to Bunny Yeager is she created these things. Not
1: only that, she created, she famously said she's never been in the same thing twice. That was her. You know, paraphrasing. Yeah, she's never been photographed in the same thing twice. That was her. People don't know that. And she not only created clothes and bikinis for herself, but she created clothes and bikinis. For each and every individual model to highlight their assets and and hide and diminish their flaws, what I find so refreshing about the few interviews I've been able to see of Bunny Yeager, because there are very few, you have to really dig for things about Bunny Yeager that are not a hundred percent tied to Betty Page or a blurb in Betty Page's story, which is what. I fear she's become to a lot of people. They don't Mm -hmm. realize that bunny was her own women's right movement before it was even a term, you know, but she was, she had that same energy like Georgia O'Keefe. I'm going to do what I like to do. And if you consider it vulgar, then that's on you. I consider it beautiful. And that's all she, all she did was present her art in where, in a manner that she thought was most beautiful. Her, her subject in art was women. Her medium was photography. She just wanted to make her subject look and as beautiful as possible. How do you make a living subject, a living, breathing subject, beautiful? You make them feel beautiful. You know, especially human, we emote so much with our face, and you see those photos. those women looked relaxed. Those women look happy to be there. if they if they want to project sexiness, they project sexiness. They want to project flirtiness that they, they do that. But you see it. you don't see any forcefulness in any of the facial features or of the poses. It's all dynamic. That's another thing that she, really brought to not only fashion in like the bikinis and lingerie, but to the fashion world were dynamic poses. Most of the poses, if you see in the fifties and the forties are very stiff. They're very, she brought movement into the photo
0: and to the face, you know,
1: to the face, to everything, you know, you have Betty when she has those two cheetahs, just (laughs) different things, you know, be expressive. She just, that expression and that joy is something that I, I think everybody has, has really strived to, to achieve whether they're modeling in front of the camera or behind it.
0: Why do you think that Betty Page is like the like the most remembered piece? Is it because it's Betty Page, you think? Or were her photos different?
1: Because she was the one that, while Betty was in that point of time doing more fetish and bondage and underground photos, Bunny really brought her to the forefront. It was that picture in Playboy when Playboy was just starting out that Christmas that brought all these three powerhouses together and it just created a supernova like nobody's ha- like nobody had seen before. It was just so iconic. First of all that color, then that just the tree then you see this elaborately decorated tree. I mean that had all the trimmings, all of the modern at the era, you know the tinsel and the silver and the every color ornament you could possibly think of. and then all you see is flesh. Just a body, and the only thing that she's wearing is a little red hat (laughs) holding a little ornament. And she's just in the happiest, like, oh, hey, babe. Like, you just (laughs) caught her, like, I just wanted to do this right before you got home, you know? (laughs) Okay. And you can see in her expression, it wasn't a, it was a, like, like, hey, babe, inviting. Come on in. Like, come on. And that was—that's just the difference a facial expression can make. A look in her eyes, and she just seemed happy you were invited in. It's—it was inviting, and it just—that captured obviously Hugh after Yes. And it captured the rest of the world, and it still does.
0: And that's why we're all still. And that was with Betty Page, and a lot of people, a lot of pinups find. But her that's as an done
1: with the. That's done with the gaze of a female photographer. And I'm not going to assume her sexuality or anything of the sort, you know, because people will be like, oh, she was like that because she was A, B, or C. I honestly don't know and nor do I care. She just saw what is most beautiful and happy and allowed all of us that piece that that moment. Mm. And that's what photographers do. And she was the best at it. And she did so being unapologetically feminist. She was completely anti-racist. She was just a humble person that didn't care about competition, didn't care if people were mimicking her, if they were trying to steal her look. She literally was just in her own lane, focused on her own things.
0: It's very empowering.
1: At least for me, I see a lot of these older photos in a different light because of it. It's like, okay, this wasn't just for guys to get horny. (laughs) This was something to make her feel good. And yeah, there's, you know, it got published wherever it was published, you know, because of the social norms at that time. You see it a little, at least I do. Again, it's just different. It's okay. It really is what makes me feel good. And How am I going to make the person in front or behind the lens feel good too?
0: I was just curious to know how you felt with when it comes to booking a shoot for yourself.
1: I want a photographer that is going to show my best assets. And one thing as somebody that is going to be in front of a camera needs to realize is that a lot of times what we think is our best asset is not what the photographer thinks is our best asset and you need to trust them because a lot of times we'll try especially when you pay for your own shots you try to dictate and and say well this is what I want I want to mimic this photo exactly or I want to do this but you have to trust the artist and that's what a lot of these this is what all those women did with bunny they trusted the artist it's like i feel good And I know you're going to make me look good. It might feel a little crazy when I'm doing some crazy pose, you know, and holding up and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But really trust them because that's that's when you're going to get the most natural shot.
0: That's what I tell people when they want to shoot. I tell them, you know, look into the photographer that you're okay. First, you need to think about the style that you like and then look at the photographer's portfolio, because, for example, I love bright photos. But there are photographers that love the moody look that's like darker, you know. So I will, you know, be like, okay, I'd rather not go with that photographer because we, we're we not going to mess up. So you try to find someone that has your same vision overall. Like there. And you might I, be
1: surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying 100%, but for the, for when you're trying to look for a photographer, like one time I wanted to do like a very, goth shoot so i went for a photographer that's more comfortable doing that because if i go for somebody that does mostly cheesecake pinup or bright colors they're not going to capture it the same way as somebody that has experience in that kind of vibe so it's always interesting like like you say trust the artist so make sure you have an artist that has like the same vibe that you're going for (laughs) communicate what you're
1: looking for from the beginning before they're even cameras you know, in, in front of you communicate, what's the look you're going for. Pinterest boards are great for that. You know, this is the mood I'm going for. I like these poses. What do you think is going to work for my body? Cause I love doing dynamic poses, but I'm a big girl and it doesn't matter how crazy I do the, the pose flesh is flesh and there's only certain places it can move.
0: What is your favorite thing about bunny Yeager? How she didn't look to the left of her or the right of
1: her. She didn't look at her competition. She didn't even think there was competition. She's like, oh, someone's doing something just like me? Fantastic. <laughs> Next. I'm off to my shoot. I I don't have time to worry about it. I'm doing something else. Goodbye.
0: Like, I feel like that's, something that's amazing. With me now. <laughs>
1: we're so caught up in who's doing things and who's doing that or not even starting because we're like, okay, we're going to start a project. And then you start researching and then you start researching some more and you're like, I can't do it like this. It's not going to look like this. I'm not even going to bother trying. And then you give up. And that happens a lot.
0: <laughs> I see a lot of it, especially on, on TikTok. I, <laughs> like people saying that, Oh, I wanted to start this company, but I saw so many other people selling these can't like they wanted to start a candle company. And a lot of people are doing candles, but not everyone is you. So you have to realize that your style is going to be different than everyone else. And that's what I think people are afraid of is accepting who they are and that yes, we could all have the same product, but it's all about our own, we all have our own vibe, you know, our own aesthetic. Our own spin. Yeah. Exactly. And
1: unfortunately, as social as we have gotten, the more anti-social it seems like we've gotten as well. It just,
0: <laughs> it's
1: true. it is what it is. But again, what I admire most about Bunny, she ended everything with So many people celebrating her life. We still celebrate her life today. You know, she's one of those people that I don't, I have not heard a single negative interview, snippet, snide comment about Bunny from anyone professionally or, or intimately. Everything you hear or read is, it's just about how beautiful of a person she was.
0: And in South Florida, sometimes I I couldn't go to it. But before the quarantine, they had like a, a gallery displaying her artwork. It's very oh here. yeah. Um, I forgot who organizes it, but they she's huge that. in Germany.
1: She's absolutely oh. just a a titan of a of a woman in Germany. Apparently,
0: well, she's Which a South great. Florida. She's a Miami local. I think she went to. Like,
1: she was like, born in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. She moved here when she was seventeen.
0: She went to she Edison went to high, high school.
1: school. hmm And she just stayed. And you know what's great about it too? She started with a crappy camera, and she couldn't afford. She couldn't afford backdrops. She couldn't afford props. So she would go to the beach. That's why there are so many photos of Bunny Yeager at the beach in bikinis. People are like, "Why are the bikinis associated?" Because it was out of necessity. She had no money. So she made bikinis and she had no backdrop. So she used nature and she has created with a crappy camera that she, she self-admittedly has said the most iconic photos of Betty. Well, some of the most iconic photos of Betty and other artists that it's, it's astounding how much she said before as well, that it doesn't matter the equipment you have. It's the talent. It's the person. She was always about what you could do and how you can reflect it. Yeah, it was all just get started, go. And that is the hardest thing to do.
0: I so agree with that. I was so hesitant, like for the people that were close to me. uh, When I first started this podcast, I was so hesitant in starting because I was like, I don't have a mic. I don't have a camera. But, you know, I was after like a couple of weeks, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start with my iPhone. The only thing I bought was this microphone and from there on every time i had a little extra money mm. i'd add on new equipment and now i've updated you i know you've watched my podcast since the beginning you've probably seen the quality the entire video, evolution <laughs> the quality and audio and the quality and like everything to improve because it's always a learning process even mm. if i had all this when i started i'm sure in on episode 36 that we are today it would be even better so I, that's why when somebody's like, I want to do this. Or when somebody says, oh, you look so cute. I wish I could dress up like you. You know, I've always felt. And that's why I started Pin South Florida. It's like people sometimes need an excuse to just do it. So that's why I do the brunches or any events. Because they love the style, but they just don't know where to start. So give them a little push. And Ye- Bunny Yeager is like your OG. I'm just going to admit it here once. The OG Pin up Miami. <laughs> She is.
1: She is. I've been telling Jen the entire time that, you know, she's carrying on a torch. Apparently yeah. apparently Miami women are very inclusive when it comes to to women empowerment. So let's continue the the positivity cycle
0: and what you said about her making her clothes i was like whoo next year's calendar i'm making the clothes
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i'm not yeah. the photographer. sign but... up by the way
1: guys because if not i'm taking your spot again yes sign again, up again. at the
0: pinned po- uh, pinned calendar.com if you want to join in all you got to do is there's nothing you have to do just apply and you have to make sure that whenever the photo shoot happens that you can come down you to south florida it's going to be either miami or Broward. That's as far so far that we've gone. <laughs> Tell us about your experience on the the pin calendar in 2020. Well,
1: I did. I was Miss September 2020.
0: And those shoots Woo. were in 2019. So, yeah.
1: It was- All the shoots were in August 2019, guys. <laughs> okay. We got to do a beautiful calendar release party. I'm sorry the girls couldn't experience it this year. But the virtual one was great. Um, it was the first time I did a photo shoot like that. That I got purposefully dressed up. And one thing about me is I dress in black <laughs> exclusively. So any sort of color, like today I'm wearing red just because I love Jen. <laughs> and I wanted to give her the surprise. But she put me in a very striped, candy striped dress, Lots which was wonderful. Lots of colors. And I got to wear my sky high heels, which was wonderful. I love my six inches. Um, <laughs> And there was a bunch of women there. There was six out of the 12 months there. Yes. And in April, we had two girls. So we had seven girls and we had at least there was a bunch of people
0: and I got to meet
1: hair and makeup. I got to meet all of the girls for the first time because I hadn't been able to go to a brunch. So it was my first time officially meeting everybody that wasn't virtually. And it was very comfortable and all different types of women and body types, just having fun and really encouraging one another. And Maddie was just a dream to work with a photographer. She took the best photos. I'm scheduling another shoot with her uh soon. Yay. Uh, uh, a little a little risque for that one, but you know, we'll we'll see.
0: Mm. Maddie is great at boudoirs,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, I got ideas Ooh. <laughs> Oof. started early. it didn't take it did, it didn't take very long. It didn't feel like it took long. It seemed like the day just slipped by, and it was just so much fun. We ended by five. it was a whole day thing, and you got to see all the women and all the different poses that they would do and feel comfortable and what were their what they felt confident in, what they felt, what, what they struggled with. And at one point, you would see some of the girls really shy away from the camera. And there were at least two or three that would start hyping them up. And you would turn around and see what were these girls doing, going, you're gorgeous, babe. I love you. Like, this is so wonderful. And it's just these women you barely met hyping you up. And it's this choir that... Grew and grew and grew for each girl. That was just like a rallying cry of like you're beautiful, and it was just really touching. And part of me is really sad <laughs> that the girls this calendar year didn't get to experience that because it was so it was so motivational to see all these women together and just really being there for each other. And um, I hope we get experience it this year. That'll be great. <laughs> The way things are going, everybody needs to keep their mask on and uh, <laughs> keep washing your hands, please.
0: Yes.
1: Please, I, I want to have that experience again, and I want others to experience how beautiful they can feel in in an environment that that is so encouraging and truly okay. is. It's it's not it's not a it's not a facade.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that, because that's exactly the feeling I want everyone to feel. And I was sad about last year, um, but I tried to make it work by adding cars and making it interesting. So people got to see each other, but like passing because it was from one girl and then the next girl would come. <laughs> um, and then next year, I'm keeping it a surprise uh, until we have... Start shooting um, the theme calendar models because you know you want to keep it a fun release and no you
1: need to keep it hush hush especially in this day and age all I can re- all I can be reminded of is how they had to have three fake scenes for Sex in the City when that was huge when they did the movie they had That's to do they had to to film the one of the scenes they had to have. Two other scenes going on so that the fo- that the photographers and people couldn't figure out the movie ahead of time, like it was insane. Oh, so nobody they gets did the sniped. same thing for like like people yeah, people stealing Game of Thrones, you know, scripts, and there's always somebody trying to trying to get a sneak peek.
0: and ask here. So Sarah, do you have any questions for me?
1: What's your second favorite color?
0: Uh, what do you think is my first? <laughs> green. My favorite. My favorite color is red. <laughs> <gasps> my favorite color to wear recently is green, um, and my second favorite color after red is actually pink.
1: How Valentine's-y of you! <laughs>
0: But yeah, but I, 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 my favorite color is red, but I don't really wear it that much. Maybe just on my lips. I mean, I say that. And if you're watching. Yeah, Miami, because you, I
1: never really see you wear red. I always see you wear green or yellow or pink.
0: I wear pink and teal because it goes with like everything I've created with Pin Up Miami. And, um, that's why and my first hair color that was very, that was funky was red. And that's why the Pin South Florida logo is red. Um, because that was the first hair color. That I had, and yeah, it's it's red and then pink.
1: <laughs> Beautiful.
0: Thank well, you. Well, if so you much. ever want
1: to know some more <laughs> random nonsense about random nonsense, you let me know.
0: Well, I am filled I, with I wanna, random nonsense. I want to invite you back in the future to talk more about you know subjects that I feel like we're not.
1: You want to push
0: it? I want to push the envelope and learn for myself and educate myself more about topics that i don't know about and hopefully the viewers as well next week i have the total opposite i have episode 37 next wednesday is going to be with minch monster she's campy glamour pin she's a youtuber uh we're going to talk about size inclusivity Fun. Uh, she's very fun fun campy i love that i love the word campy (laughs) so make sure to check it out if and if you're watching on youtube please make sure to like and subscribe it's a free way to help me out and if you're on podcast make sure to subscribe there on any platform i would greatly appreciate it i love you all and i will see you